Hi Alice and Kavita welcome to the HT branch podcast and congratulations on your HT branch cover how important was it uh, first so uh, to you uh, you know that music be a part of your kids lives when they were growing up and how uh, did you go about it what has happened is i've been uh, in a way brought to a discipline where my father uh, professor lakshminarana who's responsible for making this violin a big uh important indian instrument internationally known globally not as an accompanying instrument as a main instrument so he worked a lot and made a very very hard targets and uh, dreams so we had to work regularly hard not like one week you work and then next week you know, it was like a goal set up and then you try to achieve the goal and work towards it so because of that training i also automatically got into the same mode of training and thoughts so i wanted my children i had goal for my children i wanted them all to be educated i also wanted them to be definitely a part of music because my father believed life without music is incomplete and i also believe that because any art form you can be a great engineer doctor everything but art brings another dimension to your life any art form because we work with one side of the brain for all the sciences maths everything but there's a other side of the brain which is sitting idle which is nothing which focus on creativity and spontaneity what you learn from music basically there are only seven notes but these seven notes has been tried and practiced and sugar coated by millions of people and millions of listeners have heard not only our own classical but also western pop rock jazz fusion everything so but the notes number of notes is not suddenly cannot change the seven with a variation to 12 so that happens only by creativity spontaneous improvisation which 
on this spot you try to because you go to a concert you cannot decide this is the phrase next 45 minutes i'm going to play you can memorize and come because our music is mostly improvised so what you do you use seeing the reaction seeing the feeling seeing the emotion there is a inner voice if you are spiritual enough sometime you also get some guidance through inner voice so you start playing and get involved in your music and spontaneously with the thing variation however you combine the seven notes in different sequences certain time ragas have only four five notes six different dynamics different sequences different technique so keep the audiences there attentive so this is nothing but spontaneous creativity which is of the other side of the brain so he always believe whatever field you are in whether you are a doctor or engineer or lawyer if you have spontaneous creativity and also to be able to focus in order to create spontaneously for a long time do an ala you have to be terribly focused otherwise if you think all your home problem and start mechanically playing the next minute the audience will know you lose your audience so his emphasis was this whatever you do in life get training in music and because that is the art form he knew that's the art form he taught that's all i know so we passed on that to the children so whatever they did my eldest son is a oncology surgeon brilliant surgeon so he also sings with kavita a lot and bindu writes she studied to be a lawyer then also she did music finally both my bindu and ambi was taught violin so that he continues violin so that he continues my father's footstep so he was taught and is still working on it indian classical music and uh, composition different things he does so everybody is some way connected to music which my father started i remember when i spoke to bindu she mentioned that uh, bindu used to love uh, mariah carey when she was a child and you were like yes listen to it <laughs> you know you were like yeah go mariah carey so what was you know the the dynamics like like when you met them musically how did you uh, you know kind of bond over music with bindu with ambi and narayan as well Well, actually, when I got married to him in '99, I think it was music that brought us together also. Yeah. Because he has to, he called me for a recording, and you know, without music, I wonder if I would have had the same bonding with him. Because I was a confirmed bachelor, I had been in music, and there were a lot of other people in the industry, but I never felt any inclination to marry. But you know, when I met him, and then it was not only the singing; it was a combination of being a very educated person. Uh, having a very uh, logical mind and also this uh, great uh, temperament and passion for music and his all these things brought us closer and i think it was music that brought us together and even with my children i'd like to say that you know without music you know i came into their lives when ambi was 7 years old he was the youngest and he was 7 years old for me to have bonded with the children for overnight for them to have called me mother and then to have gone with them for all the concerts together if i had not performed it would have been a very empty space within me you know because all of them are so musically inclined if i had just been um, not so much into music i don't know how i would have you know stayed together with this family so i think music has been a very very big gift so i wanted them to be in music but at the same time we said you must be educated Uh, with bindu you know initially i thought maybe um, you know she has a nice voice i thought maybe bollywood you know i would try to teach her bollywood songs but i saw that her inclination was more towards western music she writes songs beautifully and her inclination was totally towards so both of us you know kind of stopped um, 
uh, troubling her or being heavy on her and saying, oh, you must do Indian classical music very strongly. She had the background of Indian classical music, but at the same time, she wanted to do her Western music and she wanted to find her own two feet. So I thought all of us should be in music, that we should be able to do what we want in music. And the only thing I told my children at any point of time, and I tell any youngster who wants to be in music, I'll say, go ahead, be in music. You'll find a lot of happiness. The only thing that you may not have is too much money, you know, mm. as an artist. Because artists, you're never sure about the money part. But if you're willing to lead life with a little less money, life is fine as a musician because you get a lot of highs. You meet a lot of great artists. You hear great music. You feel a sense of passion. And that's how to live life with with a passion. I don't think you should walk through life without a passion because then life is very empty. How did you influence each other musically? Because you both came from similar but different uh, musical backgrounds as well. So what was that like? But should have asked, uh, sir and ma'am, from when you guys met, please. <laughs> you can start, I'll follow. Okay, I just wanted to say that, you know, I was a little nervous because I was told Dr. Edsburg-Menim is recording a song and some secret production person said, please come to the studio, you have to sing for him. I was very worried because I'm also a little scared of violinists, you know, because they play from the lower note to the higher note and they yeah. expect the voice to have that kind of a range. I said, oh Lord, what range is he going to make me sing in? Anyway, I went to the studio and I saw this very quiet person and very dignified person and the way, you know, like he, uh, you know, kind of told me what the song was and I sang it and, you know, I felt a kind of bonding from the beginning and then, but what led to further was when he called me to sing for a fusion album called Global Fusion and I told him I've never sung any fusion stuff. I don't know what it means. So I came to Bangalore. I flew down to Bangalore because he wanted to record here. And that's the time I actually met the children. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I met the children and I recorded. And you won't believe this. After I went back to Bombay, you know, this family stayed in my brain like a booth. I was like not able to get out of it. And the children's faces, somehow it was like something was pulling me towards them. And something was pulling me towards his family. And that's how the whole story started. And then later on, when he proposed, I just felt that I was the right person to be there. It, my heart was telling me that, that this, this is the future for you. This is the family. This is the husband you've been waiting for all your life. And I married him. And after marriage, it was fairly smooth for me because the children also responded to me very well. And to tell you the truth, I could have had a lot of tensions because he was married before. He had a very happy marriage to a very beautiful and a very talented lady who also sang beautifully and beautiful children. And so I could have had a complex. I could have been, I was just second wife. I was a stepmother. But you know, nothing like that happened. I felt that this was my place. They all gave me love in, instantly. And music was the thing that brought us together. We traveled all over the world. And the best thing that happened to him was that he started writing for a voice. He started writing with Hindi lyrics mm. and for the voice and for the symphony orchestra, because I told him for the symphony orchestra, give me words. I'm good with words. That's my, that's my job. So he started writing for me. And I also enjoyed because I started exploring with orchestras, with jazz artists. So my dimension from Bollywood went further. Do you remember the day when Kavita walked into the studio and that first interaction? And of course, like when your kids first met her, was that unnerving? Were you nervous? Or when you proposed, were you a little nervous? <laughs> The initially, I haven't asked him this question. Let me find out the answer myself. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now, initially, I have to tell you a few things. One, I was working on a project and I wanted a, a voice, and especially from you know, 
from film industry either you know bollywood or even south also there are a lot of great singers everything so for a, a project i was involved in so i asked one of my friend to send me cassettes of different singers so out of that i liked one particular tape which was happened to be kavita stay where i felt she had an extra dimension because some people were very beautiful romantic songs some people were very nice in you know some naughty songs then i met her in the studio at the time we were so involved to get the things right and everything because the time factor and everything so subsequently we got involved in a project to teach thousands of children in a project i was asked to be part of it to coach these uh, children in delhi so immediately i said would you be interested in coming them to teach these songs to follow these are all school children so it will be very nice i'm involved but i compose something but if you can actually somebody have to sing in school the local teachers versus somebody who have been just given a job to teach and there some of them were not even trained musicians i said it will be nice if you can teach the children so there she arrived and there i could see the passion with which the children she was teaching and all the children were surrounding her for autograph and she at that time mean, everybody knew kavita bollywood singer hit songs in different all the children were surrounding her but so patiently she was talking to each and every child and giving an autograph and photograph everything so that everything started uh, initially i immediately said this would be best companion i can have continue my music because she's also into music and also she can guide the children uh, and help the children to not only you know become involved in music because practically she's a top singer so she can give some things which i cannot give in the studio i remember when i was recording my children were also there all of a sudden the recording booth i was seeing ambi sitting on her head and playing all jumping and playing uh, all these things were happening you know so much younger so i could also physically play with them yeah so i'm in the recording booth and trying to record and suddenly i see she's playing with my younger fellow was just jumping and uh, he was very active so uh, other two a little calm because he was younger being younger she was jumping everything she was in between all those things she was playing with him and also singing so i thought what a A beautiful combination <laughs> it's not like you no know, i've seen right now you know i want to focus you know please uh, i'll see you later not that kind of thing you know because usually yeah. some artist needs that focus and see that attention mm-hmm. they might have said you know look i know i need to just record after that i'll play with you it yeah. is not like that it was part of the whole thing in between she sang in between she played it continued i was sitting in the booth wondering what's happening so it's all funny and beautiful Oh, how wonderful like there were three men and then there was bindu and you joined so then like what was that like like did it take uh, was it easier to bond with the uh, with bindu and then the boys or i'm just guessing i don't know <laughs> well you know i've uh, to a certain extent i've grown up in a large family with siblings so being in a large family was fine for me but i must tell you that it was a huge jump for me so i came with a lot of trepidation i was very nervous because you see i was uh, at the top of my career in bombay so for me i had to leave my city mm-hmm. i had to leave all the you know my mother my aunt all people i've been grown up as a bachelor being pamp- pampered at home eating all the things that i like when i come back from the recording and not having to do a single bit of housework at home just sing and come back and just make the money and come back and sing and be be yourself so suddenly i was going to leave my city i was going to be a you know mother to three kids i had to be a wife and i was not sure what kind of food they eat all those kind of things 
uh, my family were worrying. They were saying, like, what have you let yourself in for? Like, I mean, are you going to be okay? But then, you know, I came and I started feeling very comfortable. As I told you, my children gave me a lot of love. You know, immediately after the marriage, I became ma, you know, which yeah. is a, from Kavita auntie, I became ma, which is a very generous uh, thing from their side to have accepted me so much. And then he also just let me like every four days, if I had to go to Bombay to record a song or I had to go and see my mother and my dogs in Bombay. And, you know, he, there was total freedom. If that freedom hadn't been given to me, I may have been a different person. But they gave me total freedom. Only thing that used to bother me was these children, because they've traveled with him, they had no sense of timing. You know, they would be last minute, they would get up for school. They would eat the breakfast in the car when they're going to school and somehow brush, wear their clothes and wear their jackets. And all this I have not seen. For me, if it's seven o'clock school, I have got up at 5.30, done my practice. And my mother said, off. Like mm. the night before, I would polish my shoes white. Here, as they are going, they're doing everything. They're getting up five minutes before they leave. Tomorrow's an exam. Homework is not done at night. Just before mm-hmm. going, they're also doing their homework. They're very brilliant kids, you know. They would they would really, they've come outstanding in their class. They wouldn't be in the yeah. top rank. Yeah. But I've never seen them doing any homework on time. <laughs> now, initially, after the six months of marriage, I said, I must straighten up this aspect. So I tried to straighten up. But I must tell you, it worked very bad against me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that, you know, like, I'm just thinking, she's not as nice as I thought she is. She's making me do homework. <laughs> So for about six months, I tried to discipline them saying that, you know, they must get up before they go to school and brush their teeth properly, all those kind of things. Like yeah. I had grown up and he would say, just let them be because they are zooming around with him for concerts. And I'd say, Alice, they've got school for four days. How can they bunk and just come with us for concerts and what will happen to their studies? He said, just leave them be. Their principal has said, I can take them anytime. Don't worry about these things. And they would come and they would come back. But the thing is, they would do their exam and still come on the top of the class. Mm-hmm. Then I realized these are very bright kids. And I decided to let them be. Everything worked for me. My bonding became better with them. Then I became like when father says no to something, then they would come to mother and say, you know, there is a party. My friend is throwing a party. Can I go for the party? Father would say, no party. You have to do your music or whatever. He says, I don't believe yeah. in parties. Yeah. Would, no, no. Sleepovers, parties, nothing doing. They would come to me and then I would say, you have to ask your dad. So it slowly, slowly things became gentler. How <laughs> sweet. And Kavita Ji, Bindu also mentioned that you actually knew Vijiji. I mean, you were in the same college, was it? Not, we were not in the same college. She was in Elphinstone. I was in Xavier's. Yes. But on a few occasions, we met because we had some common friends. And then, you know, what happens? Because she was a fantastic singer. Once or twice, I met her in Western Outdoor when we were doing something. There was a program called Amritwani, which used yes. to have non songs, bhajans and those kind of spiritual songs. It, it was sponsored by the Muffetlands. <clears throat> so she also came to sing. I also came. So we, we shared this. So on quite a few occasions we met and the strangest, the strangest thing is that I attended their wedding, you know, and, and oh, after my marriage, I saw their marriage album and I was in that photograph where on stage in the reception. But after he got married to Viji or Viji got married to him, after that, for 20 years, I didn't meet her. I was in LA. I went for concerts, but they never came to attend my concerts. And I also didn't know which city in US they were. I never met them. So the only time I met them was four years after Vijay passed away. She passed away in 1995 and I met him in 1999. And you know, it was very, very, very strange because when I look back, I just feel that I saw him as somebody else's husband in 
uh, you know, in 1976 when we got married, though she was not my closest friend, mm-hmm. I knew her and I knew her as a fantastic singer and I met her and she's such a beautiful, such a fine, such a fine person and a person who's so talented and they had a happy marriage. But you know, one thing I tell him, I tell him God has been very kind because in those 20 years, if I had seen you all together in my in my concert or I had attended a concert where you two guys are all the time together, I would have always thought of you as somebody else's husband. I would not have been able to marry you, you know? Yeah. That I didn't meet him at all. So when I met him, I met him as like a stranger, as a widower, but a stranger, you know? Yeah. In, you know, traditional uh, gharanas, like Indian classical gharanas, there's, there are uh, certain strict rules and regulations. Ki hai and yeah, restrictions. And like, you can't basically question your teacher. Like there is this, uh, like that's seen as respect, right? Like from what uh, we've gathered. So is that something that, you know, you wanted to follow or is that uh, something that's there in the family? In my generation, we, it was different. Because my father, when he was there, when he was talking to anybody or anything, we, I, we hardly, hardly used to come. Because my elder brother, Vaidinathan, was elder to me. He was already playing before I started playing. My sisters were playing. For any discussion or anything, father is there, he being the head of the family and also the teacher. We never did suddenly somebody ask him a question. We don't used to say, no, 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 this is what it was. Never like that. So even today, if you go to some of the Guru Sushya outsiders, it is very strictly followed. If you are learning from outside Guru, if you go and if somebody asks Guru something, you cannot say, no, no, this is my opinion. This is never done. Ethically, they will feel it's not right. In a family situation, sometimes because of the family relationship, we don't mind if suddenly Bindu says something or Rambi says something, something like that. So as a, because I'm also And we've given them full independence. All the three yeah. children are fully independent. They do exactly, they make their own decisions about their careers. Sometimes we don't even know where they are going for a concert. Suddenly you say, will you come home for lunch tomorrow? They say, sorry, we're off for a concert here. Or we're doing this. And suddenly I'll see a song on Facebook, which they've recorded, which I don't even know about. So with all the three children, they have total, total independence. We have never put any restrictions. Neither have we said, please start... His father is not said, touch my feet every morning. Those kind mm-hmm. of things don't happen, don't you know. Don't so they are very, very modern children. And uh, I think the, we have allowed them to be modern. And he has been, he's not been a guru who says, touch my feet. Mm-hmm. You've learned everything yeah. from me. Touch my feet. No. I never respected no, no. that. I'll never respect that. But at we'll the same time, having said that, also. if people like if I, when they meet or when they mm-hmm. met uh, like Mani Jasraji or any other great artist, I expect them to, you know, touch the feet touch of their those feet artists and give respect to them because they have to give respect to the art and art, some of the greatest artists and legends. But I don't expect my children to come and do Namaste. Like even my own students, other students who are not my children come to try to do Namaste and touch my feet. I said, please don't do this. You do your own God, whoever you believe, or there's a statue of Ganesha in my house. They said, you do Pranam to Karapati if that blessing is tough. A lot of my classmates used to be. You know, beaten in a cave, made to stand outside the class, whole, you know, two hours into one hour. I stood outside twice for two hours. Yeah, all these things, that kind of thing. (laughs) But not because, you know, they were right or wrong. Because the behavior was not acceptable at that time. Mm -hmm. Because they thought, I'm saying something, teacher, who are you to question me? Why do you come here? That kind of... so we can't expect that with this generation. Yeah. It's crazy if you expect that from this generation. Yeah, yeah. It would be very foolish of us, honestly. 
So what we went through, we don't expect. Even with my granddaughter, if Mm. there's something not okay, I'll have to tell her, you know, this is very good, but I think, you know, you can do better or this is, oh, wow, you know, but this, 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 this. You know, you have to keep raising and getting things done by them. We cannot scold them openly and say negative things. They don't like it. This generation, whole generation, what has happened is like, anything you start, oh, it is amazing, it's awesome, it's beautiful, fantastic. This and is how they all come to the <laughs> crux of the matter of what you actually want to tell them. Even if it is not. You're singing so beautifully, but yeah. you know, but can you just watch out on that note? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has a way to handle things because everybody is intelligent. Everybody is awesome. But so you know, but you know, there is a change in generation, you know, like, like I've heard about um, artists who have, uh, you know, Guru Seva and that Gurukula staying there. And for many days, they won't even be taught a note. They would be bringing a wood from the thing, a place, lighting the fire, cooking for their guru, and then sad, they'll be listening to them as he's teaching somebody else. And suddenly one day guru will say, come and sit down and mm-hmm. sing. I'll teach you. And that time with implicit ob- obedience, they would learn. And then 10, 20 years later, you hear their Pandit Bhim Sen Joshi or they're a big artist. But that's the way mm-hmm. they have learned music and not open their mouths in front of guru, not question. Supposing they say, oh, no, this is not the rag I want to learn today. My mood is not in this rag or I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. There's no question. Whatever guru mm-hmm. teaches at that point of time, they had to do it. Now, we cannot continue with the same. But the results have been amazing. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, obedience and devotion to guru has ended in great results. But this generation, for me to tell a child, oh, no, you have to do this. You have to do it 120 times. You have to do sari ga gare, sari ga mama gare, otherwise you won't go ahead. doesn't work. Thank you so much, much, Mayadayan. This is so much fun. All the very best to you, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bread. I'll pick it over roti any day. Not over naan or my mom's parathas though, but a buttery croissant that's flaky and filled with the smattering of cheese is exactly what I need on some mornings. A bruschetta with salami and olives is a snack I prefer when I'm drinking wine, though I always have a packet of chips waiting as backup. We have such a wide range of breads available today that there are times when even I get confused, especially since there's no uniformity among bakers in town when it comes to the texture and taste that differentiates a baguette from sado. Listen on as HT Brunch columnist Veel Sangvi makes life easier by giving us all a cheat sheet on the types of breads available. So when you see people's Instagrams and you hear them bragging about all the breads they've baked and you see these pictures of golden fluffy bread or baked brown bread, do you understand what the hell is going on? Frankly, I don't. You know, I grew up in an era when if you went to the shops, all you got was Britannia bread or if you lived in Delhi, all you got was modern bread. It was easy. Okay, the bread wasn't great, but at least going to buy it was easy. No longer, now that everybody is a baker and everybody's daughter has opened a bakery shop, there's just so many kinds of bread available that I don't know what the hell is going on. So what I've done this week is give you a guide. I've researched this because I didn't know it otherwise. Given you a guide to all the breads you will get in the market. Do you really know what a ciabatta is? Do you really know what French bread is? Is it the same as a baguette? I've done sourdough before because that's really confusing. But I think because we're getting so many, so many breads, and not all of them, I have to say, regrettably, 
particularly authentic. Many of them made by people who never tasted the real thing but found the recipe on the internet. It may help to know what breads are supposed to be like and what's available. So what you'll get this week is my cheat guide to bread. Read it, go to a baker shop, lecture people on how chiata is recent in origin, and they will think you know everything about bread, which is good because I don't. Being a Delhi girl, historical monuments have always had a special place in my heart, especially since I spent so much time around them during my college days, be it uh, Sadhjang's tomb or Humayun's tomb. Yes, we have a lot of those in Delhi. I don't know if it counts, but the horse cast village fort and the lake was a favorite spot for our choir to practice in our second year. Of course, this is before it was filled with wedding shoots and guitar boys serenading their ladies. Uh, the list isn't complete without ice cream at India Gate, um, also a place where I had a great embarrassing fall not too long ago actually, some five years ago, when I was doing my other favorite thing at India Gate, playing with balloons. <laughs> and today, a trip to Delhi isn't complete without a meal at Lavash by Sabi, which has a lovely view of the Qutub Minar, perfect in the winter. Well, here's H.T. Branch columnist Rihanna Munir's take on historical monuments. It's like we're all living our life between lockdowns now and uh, public spaces have become those places where we expend all our pent-up energy and emotions whenever we're allowed, that is. Um, In the last year, I've had quite a lucky run with historical sites. Um, Prime among them is this beautiful old church in uh, Divar Island in Goa. Uh, It's the Lady of Piety Church and it looks out onto the island and it's uh, it's just stunning. Uh, it, It reminds me so much of Bandra where I grew up and uh, without any of Goa's commercial staples. Back in Bombay, the BMC, the uh, Municipal Corporation, has opened up its headquarters. You know, it's a beautiful building that uh, a lot of us who uh, went to college in that part of town uh, would admire from the outside. And finally now, um, it's open. You know, it's open for tours, and I was lucky enough to take one when the city was open in that way. Um, As Suketu Mehta says in Maximum City in his book, uh, Bombay is the land of the no. So when finally you get a yes from a people in authority, you know, you really lap it up. And, uh, that, you know, this beautiful Indo-Saracenic architecture, it's its opposite uh, CST, formerly known as Victoria Terminus. And uh, it's just a complete must-do whenever uh, one is allowed to. Uh, this spring in Delhi, I've gone up close and admired the Qutub Minar under lights and uh, walked around the majestic Sundar nursery, feeling so grateful at how well it's been preserved and uh, restored and how welcoming its sprawling grounds are. In this week's column, I uh, revisit my experiences with uh, uh, historical monuments. And uh, I feel, you know, in these difficult times, they provide a sweeping view of history. They remind you that uh, there's more than uh, just these SOPs and these lockdown rules and all these various orders that we have been uh, that we need to follow so things get better real soon. Um, I hope we're all able to return to these uplifting spaces soon. Until then, you've got the column. Bye. He's 29 and has worked with the likes of Preetam, done the score for shows like Gone Game and even Amir Khan's film Rubaru Roshni. Aditya N has definitely cracked the production aspect of Bollywood and now he's making his own music with his alter ego of sorts with the project called Meadows and Rust.
a set of work that has a lot more of him than we've ever seen before. And man, is it worth a listen. As I await the release of his next song titled Leave Them Behind, here's a version of his first song Lost. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Aditya from Meadows and Rust and this is my song Lost. Have a great Sunday brunch.
The weekend is when you take a break from a hectic week, whether it's work from home or work from work. It's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news, but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it. We hope we've been able to do just that with today's HD Brunch podcast. Feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or DM us directly at HD Brunch on Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se. I will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real. Till then, happy brunching guys. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.